Join Rowdy and Kyle every Monday and Thursday night for another episode of the Rowdy Magalite Show, sponsored by On Tire Tailgate System. track the hot pass racing network puts you at the track with arca and all the major nascar series from daytona to the final checkered flag the hot pass racing network is your inside pass all right race fans let's get rowdy the next 60 minutes will be two men talking one thing and one thing only racing from the third tracks of the carolinas to the super speedways of Daytona and Talladega. No race is too big or small for this duo. Ladies and gentlemen, these are our hosts, Rowdy Maglite and Kyle Magda. This is the Rowdy Maglite Show. All right, it's Thursday night, and welcome back to the Rowdy Maglite Show. Hey, Kyle. Uh... Had a big guest on today. We'll have him on a little bit later. Uh, sorry you didn't get to tune in, but work comes first, right? Yeah, Rowdy, it happens. Uh, you know, again, apologize to the Mesa Massey camp for that. Um, but uh, thanks again to Mesa Massey for coming on uh, Rowdy Maglite Show, 1 o'clock Eastern, 12 noon. Uh, you can listen to it live if you'd like, or you can w- listen to the replay here in a little bit. So. Um, yeah, having NASCAR Xfinity Series driver Mason Massey on, that was good to have him on. Uh, we'll play that audio a little later. And then at 7.05 Eastern, 6.05 Central, Chris Transo from the U.S. Legends Cars, the winner at Bloomsburg last Thursday, is calling in. He lives five minutes from Lincoln Speedway, Rowdy. Uh, the Brian Monteith Classic going on tonight, the inaugural Brian Monteith Classic. 36 410 sprint cars on hand tonight. So a big night for them, and not bad when you live five minutes from Lincoln Speedway. Well, I'm telling you, Kyle, uh, I've been to Lincoln, beautiful track, and you drive, drive in the country, and then all of a sudden there's a little race dirt track in the middle of of nowhere, and they put on some good racing. Got to see Kyle Larson race there. And Christopher Bell on the same night, so uh, not bad to see it. Not a bad show. Uh, Justin Peck won it. It was the second Speed Week Race of the Week at Lincoln. Uh, Robbie Kendall from Maryland came home second, uh, held off Kyle Larson for the second spot. Larson finished third. So, uh, yeah, they, they have a lot going on. They just had the Dirt Classic a few weeks ago, and now they have the big show tonight uh, right before the World of Outlaws travel to Port Royal Speedway uh, Friday and Saturday night. So uh, a lot going on. Uh, Gio Selzy is there. Uh, Buddy Kofoid stayed. So there's, there's just a lot of drivers running there tonight, and uh, glad they got 36 cars for a Thursday night. That's pretty impressive. Yep. A lot of cars, Kyle. It's a, it's a neat little track, that's for sure. It is rowdy. Uh, you know, I know the U.S. Legends cars also run there. Um, I just want to say it was great to see racing at the Bloomsburg Fair last Thursday uh, during Fair Week. Uh, I know last year they planned on it. It fell through. And then uh, 
this year they had it, you know, the U.S. Legends cars and the four-cylinders. Try getting the four-cylinder guy, a driver I haven't heard back yet. So um, we'll see if we can get him on the show as well. I like getting our winners on, Rowdy. Uh, you know, Chris will be calling here shortly, and then, uh, you know, we'll go from there. So uh, a lot of racing going on, you know, glad that Lincoln's going to race tonight. There's been a lot of rain here in the Northeast, and now that uh, that's over with, now we can just focus on racing and uh, have a, hopefully have a beautiful weekend at Port Royal Speedway. Um, that's what's really important. Um, they get both shows in. It's 10000 to win Friday night, 15000 to win Saturday night for the Nittany Showdown. So hopefully, uh, Rowdy, hopefully we'll, we'll, you know, I'll report back to you. My next race is next Thursday, uh, October, almost said September, October 13th at a Port Royal Speedway, the, uh, the preliminary night for the Short Track Super Series 40-lap feature. So uh, looking forward to that. And, uh, Rowdy, uh, I believe we have our guest. Absolutely. Everybody, I'd like to welcome the first time to the Rowdy Maglite Show. He was uh, U.S. Legends feature winner at Bloomsburg Fair in Victory Lane. Chris Trout, <coughs> excuse me, Trousel. Welcome to the show, Chris. Hello there. Chris, how we doing? How are you? So, oh, I'm uh, doing okay. Um, just. Just to give you a quick uh, correction on that, it's Transu. Everybody butchers it, so it's okay. <laughs> Sorry, Chris, he tried. No, you're fine. Perfectly so, fine. Uh, I'm used to it by now. And I am too. <laughs> Chris, uh, what was the uh, ambiance like in Victory Lane with the fairgrounds and, and in knowing you, you, you won your race there? Um. To be honest with you, it was it was one of those deals where, you know, they added the race and you know, with my work schedule, I was a little upset that they added it, but then I thought, you know what, this is a cool opportunity. Was able to get off of work. Um, kept hearing horror stories about the track surface. But it was one of them deals, you know, you can't you can't go off everybody else's word. And I just pretty much said the heck with it, we're gonna go, we're gonna experience it for ourselves and honestly it was one of the best services I've ever raced on in my ten years of racing my cars. Pretty much in your blood. Yeah, um, I've, I've been around dirt racing basically since I was born. Um, I have a cousin that ran super late models um, over the years. I helped him, and he's now running the, I guess they call them E-Mods. Basically, it's like a UMP modified. Um, obviously, I'll never be able to, to step up into those shoes, but, you know, the Legend Car is what my finances and my sponsorships are willing to help with, so that's that's what we're in. How do you balance all that, uh, Chris? That's a pretty tough job, that family trying to race and work too, isn't it? Um, it, it is. Um, it's just, you know, I don't help my cousin near as much as I want to because he knows I'm trying to start my own little career. Um, I'll never have the career that he's had with, you know, 40-plus years of racing, however, um, like I said, I've been in the Legend Cars here for about 10 years. The last three years, I've been running a a, uh, a full-size, you know, street stock V8 Monte Carlo for a good friend of mine. Um, you know, I've been blessed with that ride for the last three years, and that's been fun as well. So just, I don't know how I do it either, but I just, somehow it all worked out. The New Hampshire, the Dirt Duels, what, what's racing it like there? In the um, well, that was the... Uh, so that was three years ago. Um, well, I guess two, yeah, yeah, 2019. 2019. Um, they, yes, 2019. They advertised they were going to do this. It was going to be against NASCAR stars and the whole nine yards. 
And I've always been one of those people that, you know, I'm all about new tracks. Now, I realized New Hampshire was, you know, an eight-hour haul on a Friday. Um, but I thought, you know what, it's the first ever dirt race. Could be a good opportunity just to, to get to a different place, race in front of different people. And, and honestly, that was one of the biggest crowds I've ever raced in front of. Um, you know, it was NASCAR weekend, of course. So, you know, we had Daniel Hemrick and Corey of the Joy. You know, I was racing against them wheel to wheel, even touching and stuff, you know, but that's racing. Um, and I was able to pull that off. So that was pretty cool as well. Hey, Chris, you have Kyle here. First of all, thank you for coming on tonight. Um, I was able to go to Bloomsburg, uh, thankfully. So uh, first question for you is uh, you live five minutes from Lincoln Speedway. Uh, have you raced there before? And, you know, what do you think of the place? Um, I have raced at Lincoln. In fact, we actually have our last uh, Central PA Legends race this Saturday at Lincoln, along with the super late models and 358 sprint cars. Um, it, it's a fabulous facility. Um, you know, You know, every racer has those love-hate relationships with different racetracks. And in my personal opinion, you know, I hate it, but I love it because it is such a, you know, prestige, you know, track and, and the history behind it and everything. Um, in fact, there's a race tonight, and when I'm done with you guys, I'm actually going to go over and work. So, I mean, no hurry, whatever. Um, I'm here as long as you want me here. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, second question for you is uh... – uh, when you when you are working for another team, I mean, is it good to get a different perspective, not just behind the wheel, but also when you're tuning the wrenches? Um, it is. Um, I, I learn different things. Um, I just learn a lot of different things through different people's perspectives. Um, again, my cousin, you know, he's been racing 40 plus years, multiple divisions, and I still talk to him almost daily on you know setup type stuff. And even though he's he raced a legend car one time, just to say he did it. Um, wasn't his favorite. However, he just, he did it to say he did it. And even without his legend experience, um, you know, he still was able to help me tremendously. And a good friend of mine, Wayne Dutter, who just bought a legend for himself, um, who's been very impressive in the few races he's ran already. Um, you know, he's been helping me tremendously. And honestly, if it wasn't for Wayne, I wouldn't be, you know, I, I honestly don't think if it wasn't for Wayne and Rick, you know, with their advice and, and help, I don't think I'd be as successful as I am. Talk a little bit about the Bloomsburg race. How how did that feature go for you? Uh, I know uh, you, you did win there. Um, how did it go for you? Um, I did get I did get to go by in the pits and see that there were 31 cars there for that race. Uh, you know what what was it like? I know I know Rowdy kind of asked it earlier, but you know with the ambiance of the fair, you know, and being there, uh, you know what, what was the feature like? And you know how did the tra- and you said the track was pretty good as well. Um yes um so um went out for hot laps you know and I was just impressed with how smooth it was from the horror stories I've heard. And, I, you know, based off of hot laps, I thought, man, this is going to be a long night with the type of surface it was. And yeah, it was smooth, but it was just super slick and, and kind of tricky. Um, heat race went well. And then, of course, you know, the winner of the first heat got the redraw for the invert. And, of course, I drew the highest number of an eight because that's always my luck. Um, honestly, starting eighth, you know, my wife went along as my only helper for the night, and which was fine. Um but I told her before I went out, I said, you know, I'm starting eighth. I said, I highly doubt it, but if I win, all I want is my hat, my Hoosier hat. <laughs> so, and, you know, going out there starting eighth, you know, the first lap melee there, it was just, I'm going to say that was inexperienced on a, on a very tough racetrack. Um, I'm, you know, not down with any of my racers at all, um, competitors, but it's just, you know, it's just it's one of those deals where I knew it was going to be one of those deals where you kind of had to be patient. Um, 
made my way to third and was riding third for a while and just watching the front two and honestly i was okay finishing third and then you know a late race restart you know every racetrack's a little bit different the way they do their restarts and it's just one of those things that as a racer um just like having to adapt to a surface you also have to adapt to each individual racetrack's procedures even if it's starting procedures and i took advantage of that and was able to pass both cars on a restart you know within a half a lap so i went on to lead the last that's two and a half laps, which was just, I almost still can't believe it, to be honest. So there's 36 cars at the Brian Monteith Classic tonight. Um, is there any, any, I know you said you're going to be going to work there, but is there any, like, team or driver maybe you see out there who could, who really is going to excel tonight? Um, there's a bunch of them. I mean, as you know, they, they call them the Pennsylvania Posse. Um, you know, Pennsylvania 410 Sprint Car Racing is, you know, any racer, including Larson himself, has even said, you know, Central Pennsylvania 410 sprint car racing is like the toughest in the in the country. Um, so honestly, there I know there's a couple of heavy hitters that are in town um, that aren't normally here. I know Geo Stalzi being one of them, and a few others. Um, honestly, I'm not big on my sprint car names because, to be truthfully honest with you, I like watching them, but they're not my favorite. <laughs> I grew up around late models, and but you know, if I can get into a racetrack essentially for free you know yes i'm working but i won't be making any money but i get in to, to push the cars and i get to watch racing so it's a win-win for me so that, that's hard i have a favorite it's hard to say just to be able to push the cars and work around them um, means a whole lot chris I, I, i've been able to do that in the arca division and it, it's uh it's pretty cool when you push a car out at Daytona or out at some of these smaller tracks, uh, even at the fairgrounds in Nashville. Uh, Chris, let's talk about your sponsors, man. The heads you go around at the track. Um, so there's a bunch of them, and I, I tried to write a list because I just have a feeling, you know how it always is under pressure, you miss people. But I've had so many people over the years that that's helped me. Um you know, they may or may not be able to help as much as they want, but every little bit counts. You know that. Um, but I got a nice list here. I'll start off with, you know, mostly on my legend car. It's uh, you know, ATOTL Fire Sprinkler Designs, um, Warner Productions, Traveling Vineyards by my wife, Misty. I got Amber Thompson of Allure Lux Medical Spa, Greg Cool of Cool Weld, um, as spoke about him earlier, Wayne Dutter. Um, of Dutter's Towing and Transport, his wife Sue of IVRI, um, Mike Racine and Leon um, from Brakes and More, Crystal from Dell and Arrows, Freedom Asphalt, the North Family, the Scent Family, Clink, Mom and Dad, my cousin Rick, Brian Rantmeyer of Allstate. Um, they're most of the people on the on the the legend car, and as far as the street stock goes, that, you know, Stu Dutter owns, and, and I have the privilege of driving for them. Um, we have all those same sponsors, plus um, a couple more, Thornton Chevrolet, the Republican Club of Hanover, Countryside Auto Sales, and I can't forget to mention, and I always do, Matt Wentz, also known as the Simple Sign Man. He does hand lettering, and he does one hell of a job, and he did both of our cars. I'm very pleased with him. Chris, you got a pretty healthy line of sponsors out here. Uh, that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. So how can they keep up with you? This is the final 
Um, so, I mean, I have a Facebook page that I, that I always try to post my, my weekly races on, um, where I'm going to be racing, uh, which tracks, what days, whatever. And then I usually put my results up. And, you know, just like, you know, any other sponsorship, you know, I, I advertise them weekly on the, on the Facebook page. Uh, my race page is CT Racing Trucker number 18. Um, that's how they can find me on Facebook. Um, again, I post everything on there uh, weekly. You know, season results, all that good stuff. Um, so, yeah, we're winding down the end of the season here. Looking forward to the last few races. Uh, we have three more locally here, and then I'm making my way to Fayetteville, North Carolina, for the uh, – every year they have a U.S. Legend Car Dirt Nationals, usually held at different racetracks throughout the country. And I have a lot of laps at Fayetteville over the last couple of years, and this year it happens to be down there. So I'm looking forward to getting down there for that big national event. That's at Fayetteville uh, Motor Speedway in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Yes, yep, sure is. Chris, thanks so much, and uh, good luck in the last three, and especially when you go to the Dirt Nationals, we'll keep up with you. See how it goes. Yes, sir. I greatly appreciate it, gentlemen, and, and I appreciate the invite to your show. Um, and I can't thank, again, the Bloomsburg Fairgrounds enough, and Sean Groff and Scott Gobrecht of the Central PA Legends. Um, for getting this race put on, um, and for all the drivers that made the trip up there on Thursday night. It's tough for all of us um, to make the haul, but uh, as I said in Victory Lane, I will be back for the fair next year, whether we have a race there or not. Um, it's I honestly never even, I've been by there before, but never even thought of the fair being there and whatnot, so looking forward to it.
Mason Massey. Welcome to the show, Mason. Hey, man, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Mason, how's a, how's a young boy in Georgia fall in love with NASCAR and ends up at, at Xfinity on uh, Saturday doubleheader at Talladega? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, so I started racing when I was five years old. Uh, my uh, Uncle Marty, he raced uh, he raced dirt cars, and I'd always go watch him when I was younger and, and eventually taught my dad into getting me a race car, bought me a quarter midget. And that's when I kind of fell in love with racing and NASCAR and and just kind of started there and went from there. I went to Bandoleros, Legend Cars, and uh, Late Models and all that, and just kind of worked my way up and uh, finally got a uh, opportunity in the Truck Series uh, probably about three years ago now. And, um, you know, it's been a lot of fun, and I've enjoyed every second of it. Did a lot of that come at the Atlanta Motor Speedway with the Bandoleros and Legends? Uh, yes, I raced at a landmark Speedway on the quarter mile, uh, Bandoleros, Legend Cars, and uh, they had the Thursday Night Thunder over there, which I ran a lot, and I won a lot of races, won some championships, and um, I guess that's really where I got my name out there some, and it was pretty cool to race on a big track at Atlanta the last couple of years. That was always a dream of mine, and it's pretty cool to make that happen, but um really enjoyed the journey and really enjoyed growing up there and racing there and all over the southeast, and it was a lot of fun, for sure. Well, Mason, I noticed you've raced several tracks this year. Uh, as far as weather and, and a day to race, I, I believe Talladega was probably one of the best weekends I believe we've had all year. I think it was, man. I agree. Um, it was perfect out there. You know, we've had some really hot races this year. Atlanta was actually really hot back in July, I think it was. Um, so it was nice to have some good weather, and it wasn't too cold, wasn't too hot. It was perfect for the fans and perfect for the drivers as well there. I think there's a track that you're you're looking forward to driving more than any other track that you hadn't raced at yet. Uh, definitely Homestead, Miami here in a couple of weeks. I uh, never raced there before. I've watched a lot of races there, and I, I like running the wall of racetracks. I like running up high, so that seems to be the thing there. So uh, looking forward to that one and looking forward to seeing uh, – how that track is, and I feel like it's a lot of fun. Uh, I know a lot of drivers enjoy that place, so I'll be practicing on iRacing some and trying to get my feet wet on it and um, looking forward to running the wall there and seeing what uh, what we can do there. Mason there last year, I noticed, and we noticed it, you know, the uh, Xfinity cars were only ones that had the composite bodies last year, and after that Xfinity race, Mason, that whole they had to repaint the whole wall. Truck series goes and races. They just touch up where they bumped the wall, and Cup just bumped it. With this composite car now in in Cup, I think that track's more designed for Kyle Larson and uh, you, Mason. Because I tell you, people like running. Well, that be that'll be your first time there, won't it? At, at Homestead. It'll be my first time. Yes, sir. Well, they love running high. I, I'm actually planned. I've got credentials already for uh, that weekend, so I'm going to be there. That's my last cup race. Uh, Mason, I I had mentioned or was talking to Josh as you and Josh walked up and turned around and you are done headed to your car, but uh, what's it like working with Josh Williams? He always wears a smile on his face. He does, man. Uh call him the mullet man. He uh, is a nice uh, – Head of hair, but 
it's been a lot of fun working with Josh. Um, he's a cool guy. I've known Josh for a while. He raced legend cars and late models and all that stuff, too. So uh, it's been cool having him back at DGM uh, last half of this year, I guess. And, um, you know, we uh, both of us are really competitive, and we push each other to be better. And that's what uh, having a good teammate is all about, and he's been a good one. Absolutely. When you was dreaming of being a NASCAR you, uh, driver, you, you never envisioned that it entailed being a great salesman as well as a great driver and spokesman for the team. It takes all three to make the package happen, though, nowadays. And you're right about that. you got to wear a lot of hats and, uh, when you're doing this stuff. You have to be uh, talented. you got to be marketable. And you have to be really good with sponsors. So there's a lot of stuff you got to do and a lot of stuff you got to be really good at. Uh, obviously, talent is probably the number one thing. You know, once you get to this level, you have to be able to get it done behind the wheel. And you have to be good with your sponsors because, uh, you know, they're the reason that uh, we're able to be here. So I enjoy uh, interacting with sponsors and bringing in new ones and meeting all the new people and, and just helping them experience the NASCAR race. It's a cool deal. And uh, – I don't think TV does it justice because every time somebody comes to their NASCAR race for the first time, uh, they're blown away. Uh, so it's really good to have new people out there, and I've enjoyed the journey, and I've enjoyed uh, I've enjoyed the experience of being a driver. Mason, I've, I've come to the conclusion if you take someone to the racetrack and let them be sober and enjoy the first <laughs> part of that race and then hand them their, their out-of beverage, they they can tell the difference. It's a, it's a you know it's a great weekend, and then all of a sudden a great race turns out. As far as finishing, I've never seen a weekend where we had such close finishes all three series, Mason. I mean those went down to the last lap. I haven't either. You're right about that. And really, the truck race was the only one that uh, had some big wrecks because our race uh, our race really didn't have any big wrecks at all. The Cup race only had one. And um, I was really surprised by uh, our race, just considering how Daytona went. Um, it was a clean race, and uh, our team brought back some clean race cars. I had a, uh issue with the master switch early on, which kind of put us behind the eight ball. But it was a good race, good finish, and the cup race was really good, too. I enjoy watching Chase get one, and um, just some clean racing, man. I was, uh, I was surprised by it. Uh, I noticed you said Darlington. What what you think about Darlington? It's, Darlington uh, Darlington's probably my favorite track, and that one in Richmond are probably my two favorites. Um, love Darlington. It's a driver's track. I feel like the driver has a lot more to do with the, uh, with the speed than the car does itself, and you can kind of get more out of your car there. And I've always enjoyed racing there. You can run – Two or three grooves around that place. It's um, to run all the way on the bottom or all the way up by the wall. So a lot of variety and a lot of decisions you can make there to help yourself find more speed and do better. So uh, I think Darlington is probably my favorite place to go. Mason, what, what you going to do in off-season to, to get more seat time? What do you, what do you usually do in off-season? Which is not much uh, so, I love dirt racing. And uh, always, uh, always do some dirt racing in the off season just to kind of keep myself sharp and just ready for the next year. And uh, I've been racing dirt for five or six years now, and and I feel like it's taught me a lot. 
feel like it keeps me sharp and it helps me with my uh my NASCAR stuff. So hopefully get in four or five, six dirt races and just kinda of keep myself behind the wheel and, and just have some fun and um I'm already looking forward to next year, man. You know, I'm ready for the off season, ready to run some dirt, but I wish this stuff was year round, man. It's a it's a lot of fun. I just talking dirt. Do you envision wanting to drive a race car like Red Farmer at 90 years old? <laughs> I hope I'm still uh, able to walk at 90 years old, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> if the opportunity presented itself for me to still race, I would absolutely do it. Uh, Red Farmer, he's a legend, man. I've been able to meet him a couple of times. He's always been a really nice guy to me. and He still gets after it. I think he won a heat race over there a couple of weeks ago, and he still got it. He did. Hope he keeps racing for a couple more years. And I've enjoyed the races I've been able to be out there with him. He's just a legend, and it's really cool to race against a guy like that. Well, I think they've got a tribute this weekend for Red, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, Mason, just you know what the, the hassle and, and what it takes to just get in a car and be 90 years old and trying to get in out of that. That says it all right there. Oh, it's impressive. I don't so, think you'll ever see that again, man. He's a one of a kind. He's a one of a kind. He really sure. is. I mean, he really is. Uh, so <laughs> let's talk about the guys that help you get to the track each weekend. It makes makes you go round and round, Mason. Uh, we got a really good group of guys at DGM Racing. Mario Gosselin, he's the owner of the team. He's my crew chief as well. All my guys have brought me some really fast cars this year, man. We've had some bad luck the last few weeks, but, I mean, we've had a top 15 car, but the last five or six races just had some things happen. But uh, really proud of the effort those guys put in and proud of the cars they bring to the racetrack because, I mean, we're always fast in the race. And it's just all about finding some good luck, and hopefully we can do that soon. But I just – it wouldn't be possible without those guys. They work some long hours down there in Florida. And I really appreciate what they do for me. And I've enjoyed this year getting to know all them guys and having them uh, on my team. And hopefully we can finish strong this year. Sponsors. Mason, that's, that's really the people that helps you go there, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got I have really good sponsors. Uh, Anderson Power Services, Kevin Anderson. He's a great guy. He's been a big supporter of mine over the last few years. He's uh He's my first sponsor I had in NASCAR, so um, hopefully we can have a good long relationship and he can be around for a while. Uh, had the Brunt guys, the Brunt Boots, um, had them come on for the first time last year. They were kind of a newer company, and I think they saw some growth in their business once they started out in NASCAR, and those guys work hard on their stuff. They have a really good business model, and I'm really thankful to have them on our side. And I have a lot of... Uh, a lot of sponsors that jump on board for one race. We had uh, Pro Set Epoxy at Michigan this year, which is really good. Hope to have them on more. Had Los Magos. Um, and a bunch of people that just helped me make this happen. Uh, a lot of people have a hand in this deal, so I just can't thank them enough, and I wouldn't be here without them. Well, Mason, when that, you know, sponsorship means a lot of times you're down and get to mingle in and be part of NASCAR, which uh, – it's pretty impressive when you, when you get to go down and meet some of the folks and be part of a, a large group of people who want to win. Oh, it is, man. It's awesome. And 
if we all have the same goal on the team, then, you know, we're going to do well. And all of us run – all of us want to run well, and even my sponsors want to be up front and be competing. So it was cool to get a sixth place this year for Anderson Power Services and a ninth place for Brunt. Really cool to get a top ten for those guys when they were all there. So just hoping we can uh, – hoping we can keep going and get more good finishes this year and have some momentum going into uh, – into 2023. All right, driver for GM, DGM Racing, Mason Massey. Mason, we really appreciate you taking time and spending with us. Looking forward to seeing you down at Homestead, my friend. Hey, man, I appreciate it, Rowdy. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Homestead, Miami. It's everything we all think of when we think Miami, but so much more. NASCAR Playoffs Weekend at Homestead Miami Speedway, October 22nd through the 23rd. Get your tickets now at homesteadmiamispeedway.com. And we'll be covering that show. Uh, Kyle, looking forward to it. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's where they cut off from the other folks, where, where it's really real, Kyle. It'll be the final four from there on out. Yeah, it'll be a playoff race again. So, you know, the stakes will be high, and we'll see who comes out the winner at Homestead Miami Speedway here in a few weeks. Yes, sir. Well, Kyle, what you got? for We're going to play Denny Hamlin after you and I. He's going to be our closer because it was on media day, and it don't matter what day it is. Denny's not going to be happy. So we're going to play it. Nobody's heard it before, and, Everybody get a little taste of Denny Hamlin. Kyle, what you got to close us out? Well, Rowdy, uh, looking forward to next week, uh, going back to Port Royal Thursday night. Hopefully the weather's good. Um, we'll see how the rest of the week goes. Um, we, like I said, we got uh, World Outlaws of Port Royal this weekend, the inaugural Brian Monteith Classic tonight at Lincoln Speedway. 36 cars entered. Uh, we'll see who wins that one. 410 sprint cars, so uh, I don't know. I'm interested to see how the weekend goes, how the Roval goes. You know, we plan on having Brad Perez on Monday morning. I'm trying to get him at 10.05 Eastern, 9.05 Central, so uh, hopefully we can make that happen. Um, I know he's running for Emerling Gase Motorsports this weekend in the Xfinity Series. Started 28th at uh, Watkins Glen and finished 20th in his Xfinity Series debut, so not a bad run for him. Uh, Roval this weekend. Uh, see what goes on in Rowdy. We can't we can't forget about the Arkham Menard Series. Uh, their their championship wrapping up at Toledo, uh, the home track for them. Uh, Nick Sanchez and Daniel Dye separated by two points going into the final race. So uh, got a busy racing weekend coming up. So uh, you're gonna have to keep your eyes out for everything. Man, two points, Daniel Dye and Nick Sanchez. That's uh, but you know, Kyle, that's not the first time we've seen it boil down to this. You know, that's usually the way it goes with the ARCA. I mean, we've seen it with Christian and uh, Michael Self. So, uh, Kyle, we're going to play Denny and uh, listen to what he's got to talk about.
Hey, Kyle, I think we it's probably why we did not play that because we cannot hear him ask the questions. And, uh, hey, with all the good, that's the way it goes. So, Kyle, Toledo, the last race this weekend for ARCA season comes to an end. I'll be at Homestead. Who do I like? You're... I like Sammy Smith a lot. Yeah, to win the race? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the way the way he dominated Salem, uh, I would not be shocked one bit if uh, he goes out there and dominates Toledo. And by the way, Rowdy, he's not running the Xfinity race in the 18 Xfinity car. It's James Davison this week. So um, I know Sammy will probably be back in the car. I want to say Vegas. No, not Vegas. Martinsville and uh, Phoenix. Or No, just Martinsville, I think, is his last race of the year. Uh, Trevor Bain going to be in at Vegas and Homestead. So, uh, actually, you know what? Sammy Smith might be running uh, Phoenix. But, uh, yeah, Rowdy, uh, Trevor Bain, you know, has two more shots at a win. So, yep. a lot of a lot of stuff going on this weekend, um, you know, with the Roval and uh, just some news and nuggets. And we know we got the Xfinity Series title now, and there's a lot going on. Yep. It's, it's, we're closing down. Uh, Kyle, what do you think about the Roval? Personally, I'm, I don't really like it, but it does put on good racing. Uh, I, I don't know, Rowdy. I mean, I like road course racing. I'm, I'm more of a fan of the traditional road courses. That's kind of where I like, like Road America, Watkins, Glen, Sonoma. Uh, that's kind of what I, I'm more of a, of, a, of, a, of a traditionalist when it comes to that. But, um, I mean, New Jersey Motorsports Cup. And uh, also... Uh, you know, Watkins Glen International, that's one of my favorites uh, to go to every year. But I like road course racing, Rowdy. I've, I've always been a fan of it. You know, Sage Karen back in the O2 Xfinity car this week as well. Um, I'm interested to see how he does at Homestead when you're there. That's that's going to be a, a, a big Xfinity race. You know, Canoe Bags can finally steal the deal. But, um, but yeah, I mean, road course racing right now, I think I think the Roval was, you know, they're trying to save that race, which I understand. Um, I know a lot of fans weren't weren't thrilled with 500 miles at Charlotte in the fall, uh, but uh, you know they did they did make a change and you know we had the Roval and then once the you know all the uh, the new tracks got at it now it's kind of you know we have a lot of them we have a lot of road course races now so um, I like Chase Elliott I think he might win uh, again um, Kyle Larson won last year and I mean Kyle Larson had had so much happen to him in that race a battery issue and everything and came back and won that race so. Um, you know, went on to win the championship. So um, I'm interested to see what happens here in the round of eight or the round of, excuse me, the round, well, it's actually a cutoff race for the round of eight. But uh, I'm interested to see who makes the cut and who will be uh, trying to go for the round of four at uh, Phoenix Raceway here come November. And I'll tell you, Kyle, a lot this group of people don't like it, but I like the way the point system is set up with it. I, I personally wish they didn't stop at stage. I wish you just got your points and then, you know, set and mowed down, not stopping. But I guess that's, uh, you gotta, you gotta take the good with the bad, Kyle. So, uh, I'm going to tell you, Kyle, that new car at, if, if you hadn't watched the race this year, you need to watch that Homestead and the, uh, cup cars because these guys are going to lay up on that wall, Kyle, and use it for, uh, Use it for a scuff board. Everybody else has. They've put on some good racing this year, and I've been very impressed so far. 
I have to. I have to. Well, Kyle, with that being said, we're going to ease on out of here. And uh, hey, we'll be back Monday morning. I'm ready, Looking Rowdy. To it, Kyle. Yep. Thanks, Rowdy. Appreciate it, Kyle. Thanks, Chris, and uh, being part of the show tonight. Have a good time at the racetrack. Monday morning on the Rowdy Bag Live Show.